your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, Chair of the Dáil and Shannon Transport and Communications Committee, Kieran O'Donnell, who's a Fine Gael TD in Limerick, of course, and ICMSA Chair for Limerick, John Bateman, joined us on the show last week to chat about the preferred routes for the Limerick to Cork Road. And here is some of what they had to say. Absolute minimum will be a Tier 1 dual carrier. So the, the, it'll be effectively in, in profile. The minimum they'll be putting in place will be a, a dual carriageway. However... It's still up for consideration that that it could that they're still looking at whether it would be a tier one dual carriageway or a motorway. The only difference there, Joe, would be the motorway would would guarantee that you could travel 120 kilometres per hour. The dual carriageway, it, it would be a discretionary thing as to whether they could put that in place, and it, it would just give for me. Uh, there's no difference in cost, Joe, and and TII have confirmed that to me between a tier one dual carriageway and a motorway. They, they're exactly the same price. So I, I, it's something that I want to see coming on to really active consideration. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, sorry, active right. consideration that it would be a motorway. Yes, yeah. The point I'm trying to make, Joe, is that it's not nailed down in stone. The only thing that's nailed down in stone now is that it will be, at a minimum, uh, a Tier 1 dual carriageway, the top-level dual carriageway. Farmers are all in favour of it, right? There is a problem. The ICMSA is based in Limerick and we intend as an organisation that these farmers are looked after properly. There, it takes a, a dairy farm, some of the finest dairy farms are along that route. Their livelihoods are impacted. It probably takes generations to build up a business of a dairy farm or any farm. And we'll say the NRA can come on in five minutes the whole thing is impacted. These farmers need to be looked after properly. That's John Bateman of the ICMSA and Fine Gael TD, Kieran O'Donnell. So what does Cork think? Well, Garrod Murphy is a North Cork councillor and he is on the line. Good morning, Garrod. How are you doing? Not too bad in yourself. Do you see this as good news? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, that there will be at a minimum a dual carriageway the entire length between... Limerick and Cork cities. Um, there's massive growth projected between or for both of these cities over the next 20 years. Uh, the current road, unfortunately, is quite simply not fit for purpose. I mean, what we all knew locally is that it's the most dangerous road in the country. And this was confirmed for us last week by the presentation. 62 deaths, tragically, in the last 25 years uh, is honestly... And, a and to be honest, I mean, every time you drive it, you do feel as though you're taking your life in your hands at times. Yeah, and I mean, there's some treacherous stretches like the Baddy Big Bends. It's, it's just, you know, if this was between maybe two minor towns or something like that, it would be fine. But it's, it's just the volume of traffic is the other thing. Anyone who's driving out of Cork, Russia, or, um, there's the same bottlenecks every time. And... It's only going to get worse as both cities continue to grow. And, and as a matter of interest, I mean, what is your sense of the commute in the sense that from both cities, Cork and Limerick, are people commuting from pretty much every town and village along the way? Well, I suppose the towns closer to Cork, like where I'm from or where I represent Mallow, um, is uh, that would be, you know, mostly Cork and then 
as you go up towards Limerick, it would be mostly Limerick. So it's kind of, I suppose there's just two poles of it and maybe halfway through around Charleville would be kind of 50-50 both ways. So the proposal, as Kieran O'Donnell said, is minimum um, a high-end dual carriageway. But are you in favour, in fact, of a motorway? Absolutely, yeah. Do you know, I think it would be a massive missed opportunity. It would be incredibly short-sighted to have anything short of motorway. And particularly when they're building the road at all, they're putting so many people out, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I would never sugarcoat it. It's, it's a very stressful time for anyone who's living along the proposed route. Um, and I would say when they're designing it, they should really move heaven and earth to accommodate people as much as possible. And Do you know, it's interesting you say because I was coming from Dublin to Limerick yesterday uh, mm-hmm. morning and uh, driving through that area that people will know in the Midlands, which it seems quite clear, divided, if not one farm, certainly divided farmland. And, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about this beautiful land in front of me and to each side of me uh, on this massive motorway, Dublin to Limerick. And, you know, you have to feel for farmers and landowners, you know, whose farms may have been in their families for generations, and their worries now about the Limerick-Cork project. Absolutely. But I suppose what I'm thinking is if they're going to build a road and only make it a dual carriageway and not a full motorway, I'm afraid that we'll be back in 20 years having the same conversation, saying the dual carriageway is now not sufficient, we need a motorway now, and we need to build a new motorway and have people left in uncertainty again, like they have but, been. But, but what about the argument that if you know if you have the rail link done properly and you have the greenway as well, then the dual carriageway and the bypasses will be sufficient as um, um, things expand? For me, that's just not a runner. It's not what's there, unfortunately, isn't sufficient as it is. Um, um, well, you know, we're chatting to Garod Murphy, who is a North Cork uh, councillor. We're also joined by Neil Walker, who's Head of Infrastructure, Energy and Environment at the business group IBEC. Uh, good morning to you, Neil. Good morning, Joe. So again, you seem, from a business perspective, to be reasonably happy with the proposal that's there now. Well, yes, we, we very much welcomed it. Um, this is long overdue. We, we, you know, we've, been, we've known for 20 years it was needed. Uh, there was a false start ten years ago. There's still early stages. I mean, there are we're at we've just completed phase two of a seven phase um, evaluation and procurement process. We want to see the thing moving on now. Now, whether or not um, sections of it will be motorway, uh, and the main difference would be the hard shoulder. There's no guarantee even that a motorway would have. 120 kilometer speed limit. If you look at the M50, it, it's a motorway, but it's it's 100. Parts of the M1 are motorway, but are even less than 100. So fundamentally, as long as it's designed with future projections of traffic volumes and it's future-proofed, we'll be very happy. And, and people know that if you emerge on the Limerick side of uh, the tunnel under the Shannon, for example, it's 100k for a period of time and then becomes yeah. 120. But you have to have your wits about you because you don't necessarily notice um, uh, the, the change or the difference in uh, speed. Um, but, but ultimately, do you think that the situation can be addressed relatively quickly or will we be waiting a long time? Things do take a long time. So uh, phase three, which is the design stage, but also involves detailed environmental impact assessment report and statutory processes, that's going to take another two years. And that's 
and only then um, when we've been through the, the planning application and probably a lengthy uh, period in the courts where people seek judicial reviews and compulsory purchase orders. So maybe in two and a half years' time, they can start the procurement process. And that's quite lengthy. And, and only then. So we may be three to four years before they can start construction. Right. So does that mean that it'll be well into the 2030s? Well, it could be late 2020s. What, one thing that IBEC has been campaigning on for some time is to accelerate project delivery times. Um, you know, if you look from end to end, from concept, feasibility, options, design, environmental assessment, all the statutory processes, the procurement process, and then construction, it takes eight to ten years. We would like to see that halved if possible. Not that shortcuts can be taken where people don't get their proper say. You know, th- there has to be public consultation but we do feel that it is inordinately lengthy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. That's Neil Walker, Head of Infrastructure, Energy and Environment at IBEC. And to thank you also to Garrod Murphy, who is a councillor in North Cork, for his perspective. And on In the County, and uh, Anne-Marie was in for uh, Trevor on Saturday with that, um, they have been chatting to Declan Jordan, Dr. Declan Jordan, who's a Limerick man, but is based in UCC about this and he says we shouldn't leave other developments until the road is finished there is no reason that we need to wait for the train connection to swing through uh, limerick junction to not to, not to require a change in limerick junction we can do that in a few months um we can put the greenway in place now we can start building it now certainly parts of it can put, can be put in place to get some of that um tourism experience you know we had the greenway in west limerick you know, which is a really, really great uh, amenity and success. And, that, you know, that kind of thing can be put in place along the route now. My worry is that, well, yeah, we'll, you'll have the green road, but we need the road first. And then what happens is, well, we get a change in government and suddenly, mm, well... And everything changes. The greenway yeah. doesn't really make much sense now. And, you know, the, we can't really do that now with the railway. Um, and it turns out that these were just, you know, fig leaves for what is what we nor- what we usually do in Ireland is we just build roads everywhere and we spread out along the road and we sprawl out along the road and how long before we get, you know, ads for big developments in towns like Charleville, um, you know, that say, oh, look, only half an hour from the city and we spread out. And, and that's the model that has created the climate crisis that we, that, that we have, well, that, that the world has, but in our, how Ireland has contributed to it and stops us from decarbonising, which is that we're spread out. I mean, this, this road has to be, or this, this integrated transport connection has to be, it's not on, it can't be seen on its own, right? It also has to be part of the National Development Plan, which sees the cities, um, you know, developed as well. This compact, use the cities as growth poles, use the large urban towns as growth poles. So we, so we actually have cities, with brown, cities and, and, and towns with brownfield sites that are growing out, that are growing and connecting citizens between those places. Um, and also that, you know, we try to disincentivize car use within the city. So maybe, you know, if you're traveling into Limerick or you're, yeah, you're traveling into Limerick, you know, what you would do is drive some of the way in, but once you get to the edge of the, edge of the city, then you're into park and ride. The city becomes less car congested, uh, less car, uh, car dependent. Right. Interesting, Dr. Jack Declan Jordan there of UCC, but a, a Limerick man and an expert in the area chatting on In the County on Saturday to Anne-Marie. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.